Thanks for joining me on this journey to building authority online and sharing your message with a world who desperately needs to hear it. I'm your host, Valerie Morris, and I am excited to share today's interview with you. Today's podcast is brought to you by the book, We're All Ears. This is your guide to building influence, impact, and success online in a noisy world. This book is unique because I included experts' knowledge as well as things that I've learned along the way to help give you the tools you need to get your message out there. Without further ado, let's dig in. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to have my friend Mia Voss here from Mia on the Go. Mia, thanks so much for being here. Valerie. Hi, girlfriend. Hey. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm good. How's your day going? It's good. It's just getting started. It's uh, the Monday before Thanksgiving, not to uh, give the time zone away too much, but uh, so just rolling into the holiday, sweetie. I know. And we were both talking about how this is the time of year where we get a lot of stuff done. Yes, A lot of people kind of get excited about slowing down for the holidays and we're like, nope. I ain't playing. I got yeah. stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So why don't you tell um, and share a little bit about kind of what you're all about? What do people know you for? And what kind of what kind of stuff are you getting done here in the holidays? Ooh, that's you know, obviously getting ready for 2019, sort of going over the the I don't want to say wins and losses, but more like oh, what I could do a little bit different, which what mo most people are doing. So I am a spokesperson, brand ambassador. I connect businesses and brands to their biggest buying market, which is women. Women make 85% of the buying decisions, so we need to get a little more attention on that too. So do a lot with luxury travel and lifestyle cars. I'm known for drinking a lot of wine <laughs> <laughs> and posting goofy animal videos. Um, but yeah, literally I have combined my, my friend, uh, from Stacy from GoDaddy always says, you, you know, the only person I know has been able to successfully combine a brand that showcases cars and booze. I'm like, well, yes, I have actually. Yeah. It's about the about the lifestyle piece more than anything, but um, yeah. So it's working. It's it's. I basically call it social storytelling a lot I too. Love that. It's and it's perfect. I mean, everybody talks about storytelling, but it's literally what I do. And you know, I, I'm considered a travel blogger, but I can't freaking stand it right. So there's that. So what I've done is take that weakness of mine and parlate it into the social media piece. And that's kind of how I take people along with me, especially on the travel pieces. And then the blog post is kind of the, the last piece of it. But, you know, along the way through Instagram stories and through Facebook stories and tweets and social media posts, people get to kind of come along before, during, and after. Wow. Okay. So what are some of the most recent trips that you've been on? that you've been able to tell these stories? Yes. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of anything I can make into fun. That's the great thing about working with these car companies as well. You know, this past weekend I worked with Toyota. They um, gave me a Tundra to try out for the week. And, and then we did a combination of a community service event on Saturday, which was amazing. And that was, that was really neat. So, you know, we bought a bunch of groceries, put them in the tundra and went to a community center on Saturday morning. And that was, you know, hanging out with the community. So it wasn't just a sort of hand out. It was a, a communal type of thing. So that was sort of fun, you know, so that, you know, take that along, that's a little adventure. And then I just completed in the September, a three week trip to Italy. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun to watch too. <laughs> yeah. See, I appreciate it. So you're, you came along, you know, for it as well. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the balance that I, that I have had to work on 
is staying present, but also documenting it at the same time. And I think especially when you're going to these, you know, super historical spots where everything is a story, a water fountain's a story, you know, brick, you know, brick in the road is, has a story, you know, this, an alleyway, um, you really want to stay present and certainly traveling as an American in a foreign country. I really was very cognizant of, um, keeping my presence low keyed, observant, I was traveling by myself. I was in Rome by myself for five days. So you can bet I was had the eagle eye out. And it's just, it's fabulous. I mean, you know, that's, it's such a great country to be in, great cities. Wow. Well, okay. So how do you, how do you stay present and yet still tell stories? Because I struggle with this because yeah. I don't want to be that person that has my phone like right up in mm-hmm. my face all day long, you mm-hmm. know? You know what I do is I, I tell a story with, with a, I document it through the photo. So I make sure my geotagging is on for one. Mm. Um, that's the most important because if, then when you go back, you literally can look, which, you know, another little pro tip is, is turning on the Google Maps locator, which first, I do that anyway, if I'm traveling, especially if I'm traveling by myself. And then I share the Google Maps location with Charlie and a couple other friends and they know where I am all the time. Mm. right so something goes wrong you can at least find it where I was last seen (laughs) yeah like no joke and it's 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 a it's a great um I mean you can do that with uh oh gosh there's a couple different apps but I just just a good safety tip in general everywhere and I'm so lazy now like my friend came over to visit last night and and so Charlie and I share our location so I always be like honey I see you're near a liquor store could you pick up some wine, right? Because I can look on Google Maps and see where he's at, right? And so I kind of forget that I don't have that with everybody. I'm like, oh, I wonder where Brian's at. I'm like, all right, calm down over there, big brother. See everybody. Um, but uh, yeah, it is a great, it is a great uh, thing to have. So you, you leave your location maps. And then actually what's great about that in Google Maps is you can go up to the three bars at the top and you can do your timeline. So here's another way you stay present, by the way, is you turn on your time, uh, your, your tracker. So if you feel creeped out, you know what, forget it. You may as well get over it. <laughs> Somebody's going to see you doing something at some point, even right. if you're on the whole road, they see you, right? So, um, and then you can go back and you can go to your calendar, which I, I just absolutely love. And then that tells, you know, pretty much, oh, look, it stayed home all day on November 5th, right? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> There's your day, but you know, then you go to a travel day and you know, it's, it's interesting to see and you can watch yourself where every place you've been. So that's another way to stay present. That's a great tip. I just, I just remembered that while we're talking, cause then you literally can go, okay, I went to this restaurant, especially I do a lot of, of, of I actually am, I'm really big on Google for just uploading photos. Right. So there's another tip if you want to start, you know, being a travel blogger or being, and what's considered, I don't even like the word influencer, but like a micro influencer is um, I go to places and I immediately upload photos to Google, Google Maps. So right now, for instance, my contributions, I have, um, uh, I have 5,200 photos that I've uploaded with um, 17.7 million views. Not bad. Just a few views. Just a few views because then what I do is like literally like where I am, I, you know, I take a picture and I upload it and then I can see, you know, all the, and then this is really good collateral for folks. If I want to work with them, I'm like, Hey, you know, I was at your restaurant and now this one picture has 479 views. I have the weirdest, I have one that has almost a million views from Peter's Chinese here in Denver. 
Really? It's a, it's a picture of an empty, an empty dining room. And the only way, reason why I took it is because the chef was in the kitchen yelling at people. And we were just trying to be really quiet, but I wanted to sort of document it. And that photo literally has for some God unknown. It's, yeah, hold on. Most viewed. Here it is. Yeah. Peter's Chinese Cafe, 943,000 views. And it's just an empty dining room. <laughs> If you want to see that, go uh, look me up on Google Maps. Yeah, I'll give you that million plus one view. Yeah, could you? Yeah, could you give me the nine hundred forty-three thousand hundred and six thousand views? You know, wow. um, it's really Bardot just randomly going home to Champagne, Illinois. The the uh, silos that has you know four hundred twenty-nine thousand views. So, yeah, you know, there's a lot of interesting ways you can you can start your own little influencer program and you know just get known for talking about the things that you love through Twitter and Google Maps, honestly. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. So, so that's a way to stay present is you can take a lot of photos, right? And then yeah. you know, go back and upload them. And then another key tip, especially for Europe, because a lot of times um, now you have, you know, you might turn your Wi-Fi off if you're roaming, if you don't uh-huh. have that. So you don't have as much of this, this, this geotagging um but uh, your phone does at least remember. And then um, you can, I do a lot of the stories during the day. Okay. So I'll take the Instagram, I'll, I'll record it in Instagram and then I'll download it. And then, uh, so I'll stay present. I'll just take it in Instagram, download it, keep going. Take it in Instagram, take a video, download it. Don't, you know, I don't, because I do want to geotag it right. later. Um, but I just do that the whole day. So I'm still saying present. I'm still documenting it, but I'm not yeah. standing there going hashtag having a great time in Rome, hashtag, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And not being present. And then at the end of the day, and especially if you're over in Europe, you're six, seven, eight hours ahead. It's great. I felt that's, like I was like ahead of the game all the time. That's how it was I when we were that. in Greece. It was great. Right. Yeah. You're like, I got this, right? You know, everybody's still watching it the day before and you're already on the next day and you're yeah. kind of parceling that out. So um, yeah, I think that that's a, one of the, the better ways to do that. You can still document it with photos. And, you know, the same thing we were at um, St. Peter's, which another pro tip for Rome is go to any of these really popular places super early in the morning. Yeah, and I went to um, you'll see from my blog post that I did um, a couple weeks ago in Rome. Spanish Steps, only person there, seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, Saint Peter's Basilica, like in the the, the you know the huge right. square. I literally took it so I look like I mean it looked like the zombie apocalypse without the zombies because I, I just was seven thirty in the morning, just you know standing there and did that's the whole amazing and you know and this was in late August, early September. A lot of people are still on vacation in Europe. Yeah, and, and it's still a little too hot for a lot of people. So, man, so yeah, Spanish Steps, um, uh, Fontana de Treve. I I literally got you know right up in front. Um, now I will say it was a little still a little back crap crazy even at seven thirty in the morning. But yeah, so Europe, Italy, go early. Yeah, makes sleep. Well, and they all stay yeah. out so late too. So. They do. They do. They like their little afternoon naps. It's divine. I love that lifestyle. (laughs) All right. So I see a few little ears popping up behind you. What what is that? This is a little Frenchie. This is Gidget. Miss New Booty, we like to call her. So this is our- Oh, hello. She's going to, she gave you a little sniff on the microphone before. What this? So this- (laughs) Okay, hold on. yeah. Hold on. Let's let's get a picture of that before. Uh, okay. Let's... Before I forget. Jeez. 
funny. She literally sits behind you. We call it the second row back here because she likes to sit with the mama. So yeah, she just we, hangs out with you all day long. She literally does. She's she's the office dog for sure. So she's also our brand ambassador dog for Fido Right, my boyfriend's CBD company. We literally put uh, Frenchie on the label for the Fido and Friends bottle before we even had Gidget, and then really, up, yes, we loved it. He loves so it. Frenchie. Was it was meant to be. She was meant to be exactly. So wow. that's our, our office dog. That's so fun. Dogs make fun. everything better. <laughs> they do. We've got Bonquiqui the cat that hangs out. We used to have uh, Morticia, now Morty, because I thought it, my my bearded dragon was a girl. Oh, and actually, I found out when I was in Rome. I got the call. I got the call. By the way, that's not a girl. That's oh. a boy. <laughs> always shocking for that gender change for your lizard. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. So okay. So you've been building this brand now for a few years, right? Yes. Yeah. Now started- tell me, tell me a little bit about like the timeline for like how long does it take to build up that authority with people where they would hire you to come represent their brand? Is that something that happens pretty quickly? No. I mean, it can. It, it can if you, you know, happen to capture a cat on a Roomba and it goes viral, you know what I'm sure. saying? Sure. <laughs> that's, that's always good. But, you know, the first thing I, I, uh, I say to people when they ask me specifically about the, you know, the travel piece and the, the cars piece and, and working with brands is, you know, I really want to do that. Oh, I want to do that. How'd you do that? I'm like, okay, well, so who's listening to you? Mm-hmm. Period. I mean, you really need to start about that. And, and I just got asked the other day and somebody said, well, you know, I, I want to I um, represent 20-year-olds and, and 30-year-olds with traveling. I said, okay, again, but who's listening to you right now? Yeah. You know, yeah, that's great, you know, but who's, who's going to listen to you because that's who the brand is going to uh, also rely on as well. So for me, I do try and coordinate it or, you know, set the expectation that I'm creating content for a brand too. So it's kind of a quid pro, quid pro yeah. quo of I'd like for you to share it too, because now all of a sudden you don't have you talking about how great you are. You have me talking about how great you are. You have that social proof. Right. right. Speaking about your brand. Through, through, you know, through the social storytelling, through having, you know, going on adventures, through building, you know, stories. So for instance, um, one of the major trips I took last year was working uh, with a boots on the ground friend of mine in Nova Scotia. Yeah, when I went to when I went to the Maritimes for three weeks, and what was lovely about that is is um, you know we built a whole story around Halifax. The trip started in Halifax, went around through Nova Scotia to Prince Edward Island to New Brunswick, and then back through and ending again mm. in Halifax, who I kind of consider my sister city now. They are just such a they are just such a neat, neat town for sure. They've been through a lot. They, yeah. they, uh, they survived a, a hundred years ago. They had a, a huge explosion and their um, uh, two ships collided in, uh, in the bay and killed like a thousand people. I mean, instantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was their, their Pearl Harbor. And then they also, um, a lot of the uh, bodies from uh, the Titanic washed up there. A lot of survivors came through there. A lot of the people that uh, were diverted after 9-11 came through there. Yeah. So they had this really rich history, this sort of melancholy, upbeat history. Um, and so we built a lot of story around that too. But my friend Adam was there and kind of had everybody lined up when I showed up to you know get on, get on a couple TV shows and mm-hmm. show me all the favorite spots of his. So you know, that was, that was a kind of fun to build that story along, you know, co, co-brand it with somebody else who was local. Wow. 
super fun. But it, it you know, it took a while. I started off in Google Plus um, back in <laughs> in 2012, actually. So I was kind of like the the second gen of uh, people getting on Google Plus because do you sure. remember that it was by invite only initially? Right. So that means it was kind of a sausage fest for a while on Google Plus because. Oh gosh. <laughs> Sorry about that, but it kind of was. <laughs> I kept it clean um, because it was all um, it was all you know more the developers in Google, sure. right? So engineers, developers, which is predominantly a male crowd. So yeah, you know, so so more that second gen, like people like me that came in and got invited and really started um, sort of playing in that that field. Um, you know, it was kind of a, a lonely spot for a while. So I started doing a show. Um, I literally, it was called the social media power chat because I was more of a social media manager back yeah. then. Yeah. Um, and to, to back it up just a little bit further, I, I have a building inspection business that I've had since 2001. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm a punch list person. So I go in on these projects and say, you got to fix that. You know, I, I'm real popular. I'm sure you Right. Know. It's real big with the construction guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but in 2009, that just tanked badly, like many, many, many businesses that were affected by the, the downturn of the economy. So yeah. had to recreate and, and got into social media and into local business. And, and then I, I just loved the idea of storytelling. And I loved how at that time on Google Plus, you could create events and then broadcast onto YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this was before Meerkat and Periscope came along, right? right. Google Plus was sort of the original broadcast tower, not through, um, you know, unfortunately, they never got it together enough to go through, to, to be started through mobile. Right. You, could, you could jump on a Hangout on your mobile phone, but you couldn't, um, you couldn't start it. So it was a little limited, but I was doing a show every Friday, initially on social media. And then I realized, you know what, I just want to have fun. So I just <laughs> turned it into, because um, I, I just would meet people and I'd want to tell their story to other people, the professors, um, you know, people who are in, working in uh, childcare, and, and we just did all kinds of topics. I interviewed um, Temple Grandin was one of my favorites. I don't know if you know who she is. No. She's here in Colorado. She is a high-functioning autistic professor at CSU. Oh, wow. And HBO did a movie on her a couple years ago, and um, she really became popular. And uh, she's, she's um, now kind of a... Um, a big icon for families with autism, for mm-hmm. anyone who's autistic, but then she's just a brilliant. She's, she actually created the first humane slaughter machine. She realized that she sees things as animals see them. Mm-hmm. And so she was able to parlay that into, uh, into an invention that initially had met with a lot of um, pushback. So she was one of my favorites too. I've, I'd, I'd read about her a long time ago. So that was really fun to just meet people and say, Hey, come on my show. Yeah, and that was through Google Plus. So I re- I had that from 2013 until 2015, and then honestly, once you know Meerkat came along, and that was a big. Remember what a big game changer yeah. was in Periscope. That was big yeah. news. That was huge news. I remember seeing my friends Brian Fanzo and Brian Kramer at South by Southwest, and I was so jealous because it was only on. Um, the uh, iPhone, <laughs> and I was a I was a uh, Android. Android. Yeah, yeah. So I had to wait a little while to. Those Apple users yeah. always seem to get things first. They do it's 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 um it's smoothing out a little bit more. Yeah. I don't see as much of a disparity. There's a few things right like right now. I can't take those really cool 3D photos. 3D yet. photos. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's how I, how I got started. And then I, um, based on uh, all the, the interviews that I was doing, I interviewed this amazing 
woman who started this company called the Winerist, and they were mm-hmm. uh, involved with hotels and wineries and restaurants in Europe. And I was like, you know, I really want to go to Italy for my 50th. The big 5-0 was in yeah. 2015. And, um, and I, uh, so I just kind of thought, you know, I could either try and make more money, which everybody wants to do, or I could parlay what my skill set is, which is interviewing and storytelling and see who wants to give me some free stuff to go to Italy. So that's how it started in 2015, March. I love that you're using the word parlay because you don't, I don't hear people say that very often, but I think it's a good word word for it. It is. You do do kind of parlay it into it, segue into it or figure out how to, how to, um, yeah, how how to to take one thing and turn it to another. It's what's that called? Like alchemy, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) So it sounds like interviews have been a huge key to some of your success there um, and just opening up some doors. But um, are there any other things that like when you look back, you would say, oh gosh, this was a very key thing that allowed me to succeed with building my brand online. I think it was being okay with getting in front of a camera mm-hmm. and telling story through that. Again, you know, way, I kind of feel like that country before country was cool. Kind of, you know, like, yeah. Because I do see a lot of people doing live stream. I'm like, shh. Like doing that since 2013. Come on, <laughs> but you know, and again, I it was interesting because we did do a couple of live streams. A friend of mine would start the broadcast from her home and then join me in, and we did one from a, a horse farm um, down in Larkspur. My friend had a therapy horse farm. I'm on a horse. That's how I started the show, and uh, we did uh, did a test drive of a, of a Tesla. Nice. And, and did a whole live stream of that too. So I, I think one thing is, is just not being afraid of making stuff up. You know, there's, yeah. there's nothing new under the sun. What you do need to get is your unique, I want, to, I want to say unique, you know, the UVP, unique value proposition, but that can be more of like, what is it? Is it, um, you know, for me, I've, I've been able to nail down of representing women over 40 because we still like to do cool stuff, but we just don't get, we're not really, you don't see us in, commercials and advertising, right. baby bottle or wine bottle is kind of what we're relegated to as, as a woman. I'm okay with the wine bottle part, but you know, <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of iterations of, of what females are and our buying power in between that. So that's kind of where I've gone with it. But I think, you know, if anything, just figure that out. And, and then w- once I got okay with adding fun into my business model, mm. hope this is helpful, but seriously, like, okay, stop doing stuff that's not fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know doing paying taxes isn't fun. I mean, you got to do stuff that's not fun, but stop doing things for, for money, for your livelihood. If you can't add some kind of fun factor into it as much as possible. I love that. It's easier said than done. But once I kind of was like, all right, I'm not, I'm going to stop doing stuff I don't like <laughs> within reason. You know, I think so. we all kind of get to that point, mm-hmm. De- depending on what we're offering people. But you get to that it point is. where you're like, this just isn't worth it. It's not. And you know it from having, you know, clientele, you know, I've had various conversations of different people that, you know, you've had to fire or Mm -hmm. clients you've been to be like, this is not worth it for me. Like, uh, you know, as I like to say sometimes so unceremoniously, I am not sleeping with you. (laughs) I don't need you to treat me like that. (laughs) You can imagine, but right. You know, there's, there's a fun. And I think the other, the other key is, is, yeah, like I said, one finding finding that voice, finding that that you know, for me, I've in, I've infused humor into everything. So, you know, if a, if a brand's not going to like my saucy little type of humor, it's not going to work, and that's okay. Yeah, it's not a know? fit. It's not a it's not a fit. Consistency. You hear that so much from everybody, and you hear it's a lot because it's true. 
So consistent. So consistently, you know, if you're going to pick a couple platforms that you want to be on, my main jams are definitely, I love Twitter. I love Twitter. I know it's not cool to say that some people, but I, I think it's a great way to speak to people and, and meet new, um, find new interests, stay up on current. And yeah. Um, and also you don't have that silo around it like Facebook does in some ways. Um, Twitter, and, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram are sort of my favorites. Um, I'd love to get into Pinterest more because I do see, see a lot of people using Pinterest boards and getting a lot of traffic. But again, it's the consistency. So if you're going to do this, so like me, I have a show every Friday. Used to be called Drinking with the Dragon. But now the dragon is up at, you know, he's hanging with his buds now. Oh. Got a boyfriend, I guess, I've heard. Yeah. Bless him. Um, but uh, he's, you know, he likes his, he like, he's, he, I, I've heard that my dragon, Morty now, is, is very non-political. And mm. so he hangs out at the lab and doesn't cause a lot of problems. But now we call it Friday with a Frenchie. And every Friday, I either, no matter where I am, I did it in Italy or did it, in, did it here, I, I broadcast for about a half an hour, six o'clock on Friday nights, mountain time, and just talk about stuff I love, talk about what happened that week, maybe rant a little bit, um, you know, talk about brands that I've been working with that I absolutely love, and just use that as a platform on my Facebook page. And I'm pretty consistent with it. doesn't mean I get a ton of views. I mean, I get less than a thousand views each week, but... I get people that show up and just, you know, and so that consistency, I've had people come out to me out of the blue, out of nowhere. Hey, I love that little drinking with the dragon thing. You're doing like, what? Uh-huh. Okay. So, you know, and that's not a moneymaker for me, but it's something I enjoy. Yeah. And it, and again, I get to mention brands that I like just because I can. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. I just, it's one of those things where I've seen you be very consistent with that. And that's been very impressive to me. And yeah, there's not a lot of people, people out there that, that are consistent. And no. one thing that I do like about what you've been doing is sometimes I've seen it show up on Saturdays, right? Mm-hmm. If I need to move it, I'll, you know, yeah. let, let you know, like, hey, you know, it's better. And I'm probably going to do a Saturday morning from um, My Nature Lab, which is where Morty is with his, his buds. And so, yeah, Cameron... Um, Cameron just, you know, had watched my shows for a long time. And what I love about this guy particularly, so his name's Cameron Young, and he started uh, the My Nature Lab up in, um, we should go up sometime. You would love it. That would be fun. Uh, they're up in uh, Lafayette. And, um, and he had this office job he didn't really enjoy. And he loved, he loved uh, helping, uh, talking about the education for how important snakes, reptiles are in our in the ecological and the environment. And um, this guy parlayed it into now has this, you know, storefront with turtles and snakes and he does all these live streams and all these great videos and please go follow. It's my nature lab at um, Instagram. He sends me videos of, of Morty because the, the reason why Morticia went up there was when I went to Italy. And so he's like, Morty needs to come to fat camp because she's too, she's too big. He's like, I don't know what you're feeding her. <laughs> Like, All oh right, because I was only I was only feeding her um, worms because she wouldn't eat anything else. So he put her on this like force fed salad diet, and he would have these videos of him like pushing the little kale right into her mouth, and she's oh, you know she's so mad. And so it's just been this really fun journey to have her you know her him be up there now. And um, but you know that's what I love is that he created he you know something out of what he loved. And has turned it into a really successful business that now he has schools coming through and kids coming through and he has feeding hours and you can sponsor grapes for the, the giant um, iguana Tabasco that's there that sits on Morticia all the time. 
So I just, but I love stories like that of people that have pursued their passion. Yeah. I mean, he's the ultimate story in that. I absolutely love it. Well, and I love that because he has just such a very unique niche, right? Like, yes, he did. It's so narrow. It's super narrow, and it and he's just he's he's really drilled it down into um, the different personalities, and I just I'm I'm fascinated at the success of it. So that would be another thing for people to pay attention to, and I know you know just just finding that that consistent niche. Of, of what that is. And don't be afraid to try something new. We were talking to Charlie's kids the other day and um, he somehow fell into this sort of old school mindset for a second of like, you know, so, you know, you kids, when you, you know, when you go to college and you're going to figure out what you're going to do when you grow up. And I was like, Oh crap, I'm 53 and I'm still working on iterations <laughs> of what I'm going to do. And I just was kind of like, honey, I got to stop you there for a second. Hold right. up boss. <laughs> like, because what I'm doing now, I mean, I started my career started as an 18 year old insurance agent. Like I didn't go to college right away. In fact, I didn't finish college and, and was, uh, and, and, got my insurance license at 18 because I started working in an agency as a high school program at 16. And, and I loved that industry. I was in it until I was 27 or 28, actually, and then got into architecture and, um, and design. But uh, yeah, I would, I would say don't, don't be afraid to, to um, reconfigure, I guess. I mean, we've like done it. I've seen a lot of us do that. It's when you're just bouncing around from like, oh, I like this now, or oh, I like this now. That's when people go, I don't know what you're selling now. Right. It's like friends that, that bounce on bounce between MLMs. I'm always like, Skirt. no, thank you, because <laughs> I don't know what you're going to be into next year. So there's that balance, don't you think? Yeah, oh, between totally. Reconfiguring and then just being sketchy. <laughs> yeah, or just being willing to pivot. I think yes. You know, it's not mm-hmm. that you're changing directions completely, but you're making a slight degree turn towards the mm-hmm. And that's a. a Yes, I did a I did a big key talk on that um, about uh, reinvention and, and pivoting, mm. and, and a lot of it was, you know, kind of a personal story about, um, you know, moving from surviving to thriving of growing up in a in a pretty pretty terrible atmosphere. Um, you know, I call it childhood trauma, and and then learning to not just being like that survival hunkered down, hunkered down, you know, like the pill bug that just in the little roly poly. Yeah. But you know, you're, you've, you've gone out of the survivor mode into the thriving and, you know, living, living with joy, not just more like, you know, that kind of living. So the pivot and the reinvention, you know, you gotta be open to that. And you just never know. I mean like that, like somebody may have put all their, you know, all their stuff into vine. Right. Right. What's happening now? <laughs> So building, you know, and I, the other thing I really suggest is no matter what you're doing, whether you're working in an office, you're corporate, you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur. And so a lot of people don't realize the difference between mm-hmm. those two. So the solopreneur is just going to stay that. Like, I'm cool with what I do. I'm not going to out, I'm not going to sell it to anyone. I'm not going to franchise it. I'm not, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not setting this up for it to be taken over for me to move on to something else. The entrepreneur is working towards that. You know, they're working towards either building the business so they're not just by themselves or right. bringing in a team. So, you know, I, I call that also people that work in an office that have a lot of uh, creative freedom. They're, they're entrepreneurs with a paycheck. Right. right. Entrepreneurs with paycheck and really good insurance, hopefully. Right. Really good insurance. <laughs> Ooh, that's even more. That's even better. Um, so, you know, build your brand and, and always, um, you know, at the same time, build your personal brand. 
as well. So, and everything from, you know, getting your private, you know, if you can get your own URL, get, you know, build, build this real estate. If you have kids, buy the URL for your kids' names. Anytime any new application comes out, go and grab your name on that, even if you're not ever going to use it. Does that make yeah. sense? Oh, totally. That way somebody can't take your name. I mean, somebody's been sitting on Mia Voss for five years and I want to cut a bitch. I'm not doing anything with it. Yes. Son of a gun. Well, Valerie Morris is the mother of someone in Destiny's Child. I get Google alerts almost daily for them. They were in some Burberry (laughs) promotion or something. So I can't get my URL either. So it's... It's a little bit there. Maybe you need to add in it. I bet. I, I could actually totally get my maiden name. I could totally get that, but that's not what people What's know What's the maiden name? Kaysen. Yeah. I could, I could get what Valerie Kaysen. Right? But you're like, no. They're like, who? Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, another suggestion too. <laughs> get, get what you can. And, and especially a lot of people balk at these new apps that are coming through. And I'm like, who cares? You don't have to get on them. Just get your name. Yeah, and if it does become something, you know, then you can then you can you know take that because who thought the Instagram was going to be what it is and the Instagram, <laughs> yeah, the and the yeah the Facebooks, the Instagram, and and honestly, the other thing is I used to really go by what was originally the Mia Connect, and now it's Mia on the go, and um, you know, I've I've moved it to Mia Voss on the go, so I've made it more my personal name than than anything. So yeah, so you're, building, you're building this brand, but it's also this personal brand as well. It is. Not everybody's building that. So, you know, you can, you know, that's when you have to decide how you're going to do social media as well. Um, You know, and I've had to, quite frankly, make some um, decisions and draw a line in the sand on a couple of things as far as what I believe in um, socially and politically. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that political, but I have kind of made a couple, couple proclamations lately of like, hey, you know what? I'm not playing with this. This is what I believe in. Um, and I, I think you can do that in a, in a really balanced manner as well. You just have to find what your comfort level is. Well, and again, like you said earlier, like if people don't like your vibe, they don't like the way you talk, like they're not going to be a good I, fit. They're, they're not. And, you know, and I think, and then I, I talk about this in, in some of the, the other uh, keynote and speech. So that's another thing that I do is um, this year has been explosive for, for uh, keynoting and, and public speaking. So considering I spent most of my 20s and 30s with a massive panic disorder, it's pretty fun to be, um, to be up and about and making myself get up and because I got something to say, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, so do you think you could have done what you're doing 20 years ago? Or did you have to live through a lot to feel like you've got this story to tell? Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think I could have. I think I... I um, I think I've always had the joy de vivre, and that's what, what's been kind of fun is to discover that. Um, um, real quick story, when I did my keynote um, this year, again, sort of outing myself for having this background and, you know, making it more about um, bringing a relatability, I guess, because mm-hmm. I felt like it was a good story to tell. So a couple weeks before the talk, I get this random message from uh, Mrs. Pilcher, who was my junior high school and high school teacher. Mm. And she says, I found this letter that you wrote to me at the end of our of junior high school. So I was 13. It was 1978. So... 40 years ago, right? Talk about a friggin' time capsule. And <laughs> it was like, first of all, it was in cursive handwriting, which was hilarious. Right. Um, you know, right? There's an old school, some OG right there. And uh, what was really interesting about this letter is one, 
you don't realize how you're going to, um, how your behavior or what you do is going to affect someone, mm. right? You just don't know. So yeah. you know, that's kind of like, you don't know what everybody's journey has been through. And she's like, I kept this, you know, all this time. And I looked at that letter and what was so interesting about it is I always remembered myself as more as this, it was, it was incredibly painful time, especially my, um, it was a pretty, pretty tough, tough time period, my, my early teens. And so I thought I was just this like quiet, withdrawn, fearful, scared girl, which I was in a sense, but I read this letter and I was like, dang, I had that little feisty going on even back then. Uh I was so inspired. And I put that letter in my talk of like, you know, you know, this is, you you don't know, um, you know, sometimes, you know, this, this, this is survival. This is thriving. Even I didn't even know it right back then. So, you know, I've had to go through a lot of those, those iterations of, okay, now, now you're, um, you got to move to the next step. Of not right. being resentful, not being fearful, not you know, not um, hanging on it. And speaking of which, you know, that's a great thing I was going to say. I talk about in my talks is really coaching people to, you know, choose wisely and be okay. You remember that old? Uh, she's just not that. He's just not that into you, mm-hmm. which is one of the best Sex in the Cities ever. And it really actually was a very good book, not a movie. Um, when you get that idea in your head of like, all right, that person is just not that into me. They're not returning my phone calls or they don't seem to be really into the idea that I'm pitching. If you move on pretty easily without having to get angry or resentful, you are opening your time up and your life up so much more to receive and to be um, available for the people that are right for you. Well, and it's almost like this concept, um, I've heard some people talking about this a lot recently about the concept of repelling people. Yeah. It's just as important to repel people or the yes. right people, repel the right people as it is to attract the right people. And I oh think my that's, gosh, kind of that's what so you're good. It is. Heck and I yeah. love that you say like, he's just not that into you. Like it's just not, so, a and that's okay. And, and I, it, that, that is a muscle. I think, especially for women, women um, just by nature tend to be more intuitive. Uh, we got to work on that. As women, I think it's a it, it is the the golden ticket. It is the missing link to our success mm-hmm. is to really hone our intuition. And so, yeah, if you're repelling people just simply by your energy and <laughs> what you're putting out, you are avoiding so much. I've had a couple situations lately. Where I'm like, nope, nope. And just I can feel that energy and just kind of push away. So I love that too. Ooh, yeah, attract well, and repel. You know, and when I'm looking at some of these situations where I can tell like, oh, it's not a fit, like it's not a fit for the other person. It's just as good of a situation for us to part ways for them as it is for me. You know, like we are not good at communicating. Our Mm -mm. personalities don't jive. Like Mm -mm. you're going to get much better experience with somebody else. Yeah. Talk about if you, you know, time is money, energy is money. Mm-hmm. right there because you're not even, you know, if you're spending half of your time agitated about something and a lot of it's low grade enough that you don't even get it at first, but you right? just realize there's like, it's like a weird noise in the background. You can't figure out what that high pitched squeal is. And you're like, ah, then you realize it and it's been draining your battery. Yeah. It's like having oh, it running in the background. Right. And it's so easy to say yes to things because we've been taught to say yes to opportunities but not sure. every opportunity is the right fit. No, and I, you know, I talk about that in a lot of my talks is, is the power of the hard stop no, especially for women. So the hard stop no sounds like this. Would you like to, you know, would you like to do this? Nope. That's the hard stop no. Because most of the time we go, no, because X, Y, Z, and we want buy-in. 
Uh-huh. So, and I'm not talking like if you cancel plans and don't explain. I mean, you have to have offer right. an explanation in, in the right circumstances. But in general, it's very, there's some serious power and it's very awkward at first to, to do the hard stop sometimes. Yeah. In emails, in conversation, in text, in the whole thing. So there's a lot of power in that. Yeah. It's well, an energy saver. It's hard in the beginning, but it'll pay off in the long it, run. It does. It does. And I know you've, you know, we've, like I said, we've had conversations. I know that you've um, really honed down on your business. And um, I love the clarity that you have and what you're doing. And I, I love this new little thing you got going on with the podcast. Yay. Good for well, you. And eventual book? Oh, the book is about 97% done. Dang, sis. Yeah. Good for you. You are kidding. You know, part of it was doing these interviews was I, I knew if, if, you know, cause I'm investing, I'm investing time in you and you're investing time by doing this. That's right. So I'm like, That's all right, well now I got, now I really got to finish this because mm-hmm. I've interviewed a ton of people and I really respect their time and I really respect, respect their advice. So I'm going to make the most of the advice that they're giving me and so put it cool. out there to the world. I'm glad I got in. in the so book. yeah, you're in the book. And then, and, and this is something that I talk about in the book too, is I'm, I'm really trying to maximize the time. So I'm spinning good. this into YouTube videos. Oh, good. Audio, podcast clips. Yes. Um, you know, there's going to be show notes. There's a link backs to your site mm-hmm. and you're in the book. So like it's, it's a bunch of stuff that, you know, for an hour of your time, 30 minutes of your time, you know. It's, oh my gosh, that's huge we're collateral. spinning it into a bunch of different things. Um, and I honestly, like everyone I've talked to has this like great message that Good. honestly everyone needs to hear. So my Good. hope is we can get there's it out your, to people. There's your attract right there. Yeah. You, you've sussed it out too. You've, you've, you know, seen it in them as well. And, and, you know, back to what I was saying about consistency and then yet yeah, you are, you are really delivering for what people are giving to you. That's amazing. Well, that, I mean, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I'm going to reshare. It's going to be easy for me to reshare it. Well, right? and I'm trying to make it easy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just like you with your, your trips, mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm creating this content that features you. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you will want to share it. And yeah. you look like a rock star, so you can get more exposure from other people. Right. Um, and and it's just it out there constant that, cycle. Yes. And now I put it out there, and I know you have too, that I actually don't. I mean, I, I, I kind of um, suss that out beforehand now, before I even do that, because I honestly don't want to work with somebody who's going to, it's just going to be, you know, one way thing. I want, yeah. I want somebody that's, you know, it's going to be sharing it out too. Yeah. So that's yeah. where I sort of had to put that and like, no, you know, I can tell that it's just going to be more of a, a one-off type of thing. And it's not, it's, it's not adding jet fuel to the energy that's already been expended. I love jet fuel. I, I love yeah. that, that word. That's awesome. Yeah. Either, either, either jet say jet, jet fuel or a big... <laughs> or a big mic or a big, big megaphone, right? So you uh-huh. got this one little voice and you just add this big, yeah. But then you, then you pump it up with some jet fuel for sure. That's amazing. Yay. Okay. So if you were going to go back in time mm-hmm. to when you first started your brand or you're talking to somebody who's just starting their brand, mm-hmm. what advice would you give either yourself when you were just starting off or somebody else that's just starting off? Stop thinking people are more important than you. 
Mm. And that, that's, that's how you're going to get ahead. There's, especially back in the Google Plus days, there were a lot of, I'll just say, false gods mm. and people that everyone sort of re- revered. And then I would interview them. I'm like, that guy's kind of a douche. Like, why does everybody? And so, does that make sense? Like, yeah. so, so really just go on, a, on an energy level. And, you know, there's a lot of people I thought, oh, you know, kind of got to kowtow to them. And, you know, they're a really big deal. Not everybody's a big deal. Okay. Mm, I love that. So, you know, you do want to be respectful and, and I, I would also um, stop letting people pick my brain so much. Um, be very, very cautious of your time. Everybody needs to just either pay for time or be very respectful. Or if you're going to ask for uh, something, bring a give as well. Yeah. And I wish I would have been a lot more circumspect about that and, and, and more, um, more cautious about how much I gave. I'm a little bit of, <laughs> I'm a little bit of a hardliner now. <laughs> I think we all kind of get to that point because I was even telling someone recently that I feel like, I don't know if my patience level has gone down, but I think I have more of those boundaries in place where I'm like, you know what, I'm just not going to put up with certain things anymore. If people aren't respecting my time Mm -hmm. or what I'm bringing to the table, then then you, got, you have to Maxine Waters it. Yeah. Claiming my time. I love yeah. her. At the same time though, I feel like now there's more pro bono work <laughs> in what I'm doing than that, ever before. That's right. Here's why. Because you are using your time wisely. You are so on. You are so on the mark with this, hon. Like good for you. Well, but then but it's with people that are respecting and valuing what I'm offering. I'm over here like I'm gonna right? snap, 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 and snap, snap. Yes, <laughs> like the, I, I can't. Like you, you got what took me. That would be another piece. I would say is, um, and I, you're in your. You're not in your forties. You're, no, you're still in your not 30s. yet. Way, yeah. So you're I'm getting. Starting, way. I'm starting to feel like I'm almost in my forties. I'm starting to see signs. You're of acting. My Let me tell you something. You don't look it, and you're not it, but you are. That is something I did not get until my 40s. So you are ahead of the curve already. I so appreciate that 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 you're saying that at this point because it really wasn't into my early to mid 40s. I started to be like, "What's this crap? What what am I putting?" Now I'm 53, and I can't even most of the time. I'm so glad I have people like you in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We can look at each other like, you know. When yeah. I'm doing it, but you know, Brandon, my, my intern from a couple of years ago, my little B turn, yeah. the intern, I adore him. And, and he's just kicking it in New York, like, you know, working on major network television shows. Oh, amazing. He's just, yeah. He's doing so great. But when he came to, uh, from Alabama and came to, to Colorado and he, you know, he pointed out, he said, I, I noticed that you turned down a lot of people for coffee and meetups and things like that. I'm like, yeah, no. I'm like, I, I, I'm really careful with my time so that I have time to give. I'm like, I've, I've got time for you. I was like, yep, yep. you know, I'm, I'm your, your resource. And like, because I'm not spending all my time driving around with these random, oh, let's meet up for coffee. And I don't know anything about that person. Right. And then they want to sell you on their, their next MLM that they decided to switch to this year. Yep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Stop it. That's my big thing. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Yay. Well, thanks so much for sharing so much amazing wisdom today. You too. I'm picking up a lot from you too. I love it. I can't wait to see what everybody else said too. Well, hopefully hopefully all this stuff, I've been pulling it all together for the book. So Mm -hmm. hopefully it'll all Mm -hmm. be helpful for other people too. I like the um, the new repellent. The new repellent. That'll be the cover. A big can of bug spray. The kinder, gentler repellent. No thanks. <laughs> With aloe, 
Okay. Yes, with aloe. Soothing aloe and maybe some CBD. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay, so where, where can people find you if they want to get in on this drink, or not drinking with the dragon, Fridays with the Frenchie. Friday Friday. with the Frenchie. That's right. Um, Where can they find you and me of us on the go? Yes. So I have a couple, couple little, uh, let's see. So my Twitter and my Instagram are Mia Voss on the go because somebody took Mia on the go. So again, people learn from me, get your (laughs) stuff, get your brand together. Um, my, and my website is Mia on the go. Okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So please reach out. I'd love it. That's so great. Well, thank you so much for your time and for sharing so many amazing little tidbits with our audience today. You too. Appreciate it.